Hello and welcome to The Well Podcast. Find out more at facebook.com forward slash The Well Event. So can we all just make Joel welcome as he comes and gives us his testimony? Uh, thanks very much, Dave. Um, good evening, everyone. It's great to see so many of you uh, here tonight. Um, when Pastor Stephen first asked me to give him a testimony, uh, I actually thought there was maybe about four or five of us maybe giving our testimonies, until I actually found out last night when it was only my name on the list that was actually giving a testimony, and that it was on the same <clears throat> on the same agenda as Maria Gilpin. So, we bit more pressure now uh, to uh, to perform here. But my testimony is pretty pretty straightforward. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I grew up here as a young child. Um, I actually got saved uh, through the Sunday school ministry with Alan Cartwright. He um, was actually my Sunday school teacher and led me to the Lord um, when I was a young child. Um, as I grew up, uh, we actually ended up attending another church at that time. It's a bit of a touchy subject around here, so I'll not go into it too much. So, but I, I know Shaw, but I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. And while I was growing up, um, I had got a completely different picture of who God actually was. I had a completely different image of who, who Jesus was. I had this vision and this, this sort of mindset or idea that, that God was a, was a very judging God, that he was monitoring and watching every single thing that I did, that he was keeping a constant record of wrongs, and it was something that I had to correct myself. And it wasn't until there was a youth leader at the time that was speaking on the story of Barabbas. And Judas Smith, um, I think, has also given quite a very good analogy about this. Um, And you all know the story of Barabbas. Barabbas was a thief, a murderer, a bad, bad man in the eyes of society. And he should have hung on that cross. But if this story didn't happen, then we wouldn't be where we are today, saved. And you know the story, the pilot stands on this audacious stage and he says to the crowd, I have Barabbas and I have Jesus. Who do you want? I know that on a holy day that I will give a man back into the crowd who is on death row. And the people begin to shout back that we want Barabbas. We don't want Jesus, we want Barabbas. And the thing about that is that Barabbas believes that the people had set him free but he got it very, very wrong. That it was the love of a heavenly father. And Jesus being God knew the will of the father. That in order for the father to treat Barabbas like Jesus, he would have to treat Jesus like Barabbas. And surely there was a moment when Barabbas couldn't believe his luck when he was set free. And was there maybe a moment where he began to walk off this stage to his freedom and look back at the man that had taken his place? And the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he didn't look at Barabbas condemning him. He looked at him with love. And that tonight God loves Barabbas and wanted him to go free. And even though Barabbas may never have accepted him, and this is the very thing that we all maybe get wrong, is that but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And seeing that story played out made me realize that I am Barabbas. That's me. He took my place and he only looks at me with love in his eyes. That no matter what I do in my own strength, it's not enough. It never will be enough. And that it's all about Jesus and his power. 
Am I the exact same as Barabbas in the eyes of society, a thief and a murderer? No. But as it was said last night by Pastor Nathan, that all is sin regardless of what size man puts on it and sin is sin in God's eyes. And how many times have I stood on that platform with Pilate and Jesus? And this is the beauty of the gospel. That as my chains are released and they take Jesus away to the whipping post to be crucified. And then they see him look back at me and say, son, go and live your life. I've taken your sin and I've taken your shame. I'll pay the price. And I stand in this empty space of forgiveness and acceptance knowing that I don't deserve it. And the attention completely turns away from me and turns to Jesus as I stand here as a free man. And when I realized this, whenever I heard this story being portrayed out the way I portrayed it here, I realized it's nothing to do with what I can do in my own merit. It's all about Christ. He only loves me tonight and he loves you tonight. And this sort of weekend that we have our Alive Belfast mission collides with another sort of big anniversary in the 9-11 attacks. And I'm not trying to play tactics or, or scare tactics. But it's being realistic. That no man knows they are. That those people were going to work that day. Those firefighters were going to work that day. Those paramedics were going to work that day. And they never made it home. You don't know what comes next in life. I'm so thankful now for the blessings that God's given me. And for a while I was even looking for a church that I could call home. And God seemed to bring me back to Whitewell. No matter much how, Shaw, how much Shaw Higgins prayed against it. But this is somewhere that I've been able to put my roots down. I thank God for that. I'm currently 26 years old and I'm excited to see what's ahead for this place. This place oozes legacy. And I still believe that the best days are yet to come for Whitewell. And even our young people in this house are some of the best young people you find in the country. I could, you could say I'm biased for saying that. I don't care. But I'm looking forward to see what God will do with this house and with these young people. I'm looking forward and expecting to see what God's going to even do tonight. Thank you. Amen.